Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Hamster Business Show. My name is Chris Pastrana, and today I'm here with Cami Baker, Mingled of Millions. How's it going, Cami? Fabulous, fierce, and on fire, Chris. Thanks for asking. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. So we're going to do a quick word from our sponsors here, and then we are going to roll right into this thing. With over 180,000 books to choose from, Audible is a fantastic resource for business owners. So head over to nhbusinessshow.com slash audible for your free 30-day trial membership to Audible as well as a free book to come along with it. So start reading, have fun, and enjoy it. Sponsors and, okay, that's pretty cool. Give me a little history about yourself and your business and kind of where it all began. Well, I'm glad that we're in New Hampshire because my my networking prowess really developed here in New Hampshire. I was, uh, I'm from Florida, and when you read the book, Mingled to Millions, The Art and Science of Building Business Relationships and Mastering Referrals, um, I talk about how when I was eight years old, I was actually buying gum and bringing it to school and selling it to the other kids for a profit, mm -hmm. which I hear you can't do anymore, which I would. Um, and then I was taking that money and rolling it into being a loan shark and taking collateral and interest and things like that. So I've always had... <laughs> Just this, how do you monetize that? How do you, how do you make money from that? How do you capitalize on that? So I've always had that mindset, but fast forward, when I moved to New Hampshire, oh gosh, about 18 years ago at this point, um, I was broke as a joke. I was a single mom. Um, I moved here to be with my daughter's father, but that didn't last. She was less than a year old, and I was living in a mobile home uh, on food stamps. Uh, had an alcohol problem. I talk about that very openly because it helps a lot of people to, to know, listen, you know, if I can go from laying on a couch watching Jerry Springer and wanting to die, I mean, you know, anybody can do this. So, uh, you know, I, I ended up getting a job at a real estate office and one thing led to another and I got my real estate license when I got sober. And uh, I realized, you know, I needed to get out and meet different people. When I was drinking, I was sitting on a bar stool with people that had nothing going on. And so I had to get out and network and meet more people. And basically, that's what I did. I did it through sheer determination, hunger, drive, and a necessity to, to feed my daughter and pay my bills. And so that's when I really started learning about networking. I started getting mentors. I started reading books. I started to take classes on NLP, neurolinguistic programming, body language, personality styles, um, scripting and real estate. So spent a few years really delving into personal development, fixing fixing myself you know I shouldn't say I was fixing myself but that's what I felt like I was doing because I was in such a bad place but um, you know I went out and I networked I net and, and I didn't know what I was doing I screwed it up royally um, but I was so hungry and so tenacious that I did so much of it that I did enough to 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 feed us and take care of us and over time I um, I just developed a lot of ways of look this doesn't work let's try that and um, with all the trainings that I took and all the experience, thousands of networking events, hundreds of speaking gigs, um, I got into network marketing and um, I ended up having a team of 10,000 people around the world and recruited 131. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of giving you the abridged version, but what happened was with all these people in my network marketing business, in one day I was in New York City on Broadway, literally on Lexington Ave on the 15th floor, doing a presentation for uh, attorneys. Same day, drove to Maine, going down a dirt road at night, and a possum crossed the street. And, and I, what I realized was, is it didn't matter. New York City or the backwoods of Maine, people are all the same. They all have the same fears about being seen. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. about public speaking, about introducing themselves to a stranger, about looking good, what to say. They all have the same dreams. They all, you know, want to be acknowledged. They all want to leave a legacy. They all want to make money and make a difference. So um, I ended up about four years ago creating the Mingle to Millions brand because I had just done case study after case study of hundreds of people personally and thousands from the stage um, that just were having a hard time mingling. And that's developed over the years into uh, more uh, intensive things like cause marketing, which we can talk about if you want to. But that's kind of the abridged version of the Cami Baker story. Okay, pretty interesting. Um, now, you said, well, overall, it's a, it's pretty cool. Like, uh, do you know who Grant Cardone? Mm-hmm. Very similar, kind of similar where he was down, you know, very drugs, whole thing, but you worked yourselves out of that, and it's not a bad crowd to be in. Well, <laughs> you know, I don't really know Grant's story, but yeah. I do know that most people who are in some kind of a mentoring or coaching or training capacity in the self-development kind of motivation place, usually it's because there was something really horrific in their story and they were able to overcome that. And that's why they, we are good coaches and mentors because we've been there and done that. You know, anybody who's born with a silver spoon in their mouth and it was just ice cream and roses and and rainbows the day they came out, um, can't really be a real good coach because they don't, they can't relate to other people. They don't know where other people are at. Um, but Grant, myself, other folks, um, you know, when uh, I've heard in, a, in another program that, you know, religion is for people who don't want to go to hell and spirituality is for those of us who've been there. Mm-hmm. So when you've been to hell, it's, it's a lot easier to really embrace spirituality and giving back and helping your fellow man. That's probably why we have that in common. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. So you're talking about network marketing. Now, I know that usually gets kind of a bad rap to it. And when you when we talk about mingling, so it's all, it's all in general. This is a very interesting area to talk about, cause, right? Because network marketing gets like a weird, I guess, a negative feeling to it. Most people get. But you seem to be. You said you're doing pretty well at it. Well, now please don't relate me with network marketing at this point in my life, because you're absolutely right. A lot of the times it does get a negative connotation. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fact of the matter is, with network marketing, anyone can get involved. You know, yeah. it doesn't take a million dollars to start the McDonald's. It takes a couple hundred bucks to get involved in network marketing, mm-hmm. and that's why it has such a bad rep. The great thing is anybody can do it. Anybody can have their own business. But the bad thing is anybody can do it. And so when anybody and everybody can belong to a club, eh, it kind of changes the dynamic of the quality of people that are in that club. So, um, you know, it took me a, a few years to get rid of the stigma of network marketing. But here's, yeah. the, here's the thing about it, though. Good, bad, or indifferent, no matter how you look at network marketing, just, just like anything else, when you really embrace something and, and, and look for the good in it, I read books. I went to seminars. I got coaching from people who made hundreds of thousands of dollars a month, like really did, like I saw their page, it really did. And so I got all this wonderful coaching. And one of the reasons why I was able to recruit so many people into my business, 131, is rather impressive. And I don't say that to impress people, but to impress upon you. To bring 131 people into network marketing, it wasn't by going out and pushing a product It wasn't about going out and being slimy and salesy, although I've gone through all that. I have been pushy. I have been arrogant. I have been the shark in the room. I take take that credit for that because it was doing all of those things that helped me to realize, ooh, that's gross. 
Like, I don't want to be that person. So one of the ways that I was able to recruit so many people was through what I call now cause marketing. Using a cause, something that you're on passion and purpose about, something that you, that, you know, animals, children, veterans, cancer, Alzheimer's, the environment, whatever it is that you're passionate about, and using that as a way to market yourself in the public eye. So in other words, when I would go out to events, instead of stand up, hey, Cammy Baker, real estate agent, or hey, join my business, try my product. It was, hey, listen, I'm doing a car show. Proceeds go to the Live and Let Live farm. If you got a car, if you want to put up a booth, if you're a vendor, you know, you want to support the farm, come talk to me. And so I was able to build the bridge, build the, the bridge, the humanity gap, as I like to call it, and people wanted to talk to me and get to know me as a human being. When it came back around to business, there was already trust. There was already mutual respect. There was already, wow, this person's a contribution to the world. Yeah, I'll go to your meeting. Sure, I'll check out what you got going on. And one after another, I was able to change lives because it wasn't about me. It was about talking about a cause that I was um, that I was helping. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. I like that cause marketing. It seems pretty simple. <laughs> Well, it seems simple, and a lot of people think, oh, okay, so you're doing fundraising, mm -hmm. or you're helping a cause to market themselves. Well, there's all of that that can happen, and, and my synopsis of it, very strategic in, yes, you want the cause to make money, you want them to have awareness, you want to help them get more volunteers and more board members and all that stuff, but how are you using that event that you're doing as a way to talk to hundreds of people thousands of people in a totally different way where you are being the leader, you are being the contribution to the world, you are present, polished, packaged, you are positioned as someone that they see as a business person that they would want to do business with. Very, very strategic in the way that I work with my clients to help them to be seen, be heard, and be the authority in their marketplace using the cause marketing not to take advantage but to have the advantage in the marketplace yeah hmm. so i guess alliteration aside on this you seem to <clears throat> i noticed that a lot of the things are very very illiterate mm. <laughs> so it's like even the name of your podcast <laughs> <laughs> which i've got to get you on we're going to book that while i'm here yeah definitely and it's just so i guess that's a good one how do you come up with a name for your podcast you know what? I had a mentor about three years ago um, that I invested heavily to work with, and she was just the alliteration queen. She would just she would just spill it off, and I and I would say, "Oh God, that's so good! I wish I could do that." And it's so interesting. After about a year of working with her, I started doing it. And I remember one day she said, "Oh, the torch has been passed," and um, I just I just naturally do it. So when people ask me how I am, as you did in the beginning, when I say fabulous, fierce, and on fire, and this is great for our viewers and listeners because, you know. People are going to ask you all day long, how are you? How are you? Hey, how are you? Why do you want to settle for good? Why do you want to be fine? Why do you want to be okay? No, dude, I am fabulous, fierce. And sometimes I throw in another F word on fire because it's a great affirmation. I remind myself every time somebody asks me all day long, how are you? I am fabulous, fierce, and on fire. So then I thought, okay, Fabulous Fierce on Fire Fridays with friends featuring. And so it just it just kind of came about. Now, I would love to actually do it on a Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday because Fridays aren't the best day to do a Facebook Live, but it just fits. Yeah. It fits with the Fs. So that's why I do it on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. What was he going to say here? Okay. So... 
Let's talk about your book a little bit. Because I know you brought that in. Yeah, you got it right there. <laughs> um, oh, hey, friends, friends on Friday. Hey, today's Friday. Uh, and I'm doing my show in a couple hours. Uh, it is all about positioning. Mm -hmm. It's all about taking advantage of the situation. I was at an event last night. I had my books with me. I got all the speakers and people together, put a book in all of their hands and took a picture. You yeah. know, it's all about how are people seeing you? How are they perceiving you? Yeah. So I've always got the book with me and people respect an author more than they do a doctor anymore. It, hmm. when you say you're an author and people go, when you can get somebody to do that, that's a good thing. Yeah. 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 It's kind of like you separate yourself from everyone else a little bit. You, know? you do. You yeah. do. And you know what? You don't have to be the world's best writer to author a book. There's a big difference in writing a book and authoring a book, and that's a whole other subject that we could get off on. But, I mean, I, I actually wrote my book, but, um, but even, it, you know, if you've got a message, if you've got magic, if you've got, you know, that, that meaningful thing that you're wanting to get out to the world, you don't have to be the one that actually writes it. But to be able to get a book in your hand, it is the best calling card, bar none. Yeah. Bar none. People, people ask me, how's your book? How's your book doing? And what they're asking is, are you making any money? Are you selling yeah. it? How many have you sold? And they're really, really missing the boat. It's just like cause marketing. If you think it's about fundraising, you're missing the boat. You're missing a big, big boat of opportunity. So how's my book doing? My book gets my foot in the door. My book gets clients to hire me. My book has people look at me as a leader when I walk into an event, whether I'm running the event or not. My book's doing great. Thank you. <laughs> and I agree. Because um, I learned this very early on that anyone you see on like television, you automatically just kind of like, you set them up a little bit where you're like, oh, they're on TV a lot. They're mm -hmm. that authority that you see on, you know, on the other side of the black mirror. <laughs> yeah. So then you add a book into it and you're like, yeah, this is my book. And then you get a few of those circulating around and then you introduce yourself and they're like, oh, I've seen your, you and your book before. So in their minds, they're like, oh, they're a little bit more already. They do. It's, it's called edification. Mm -hmm. You know, I learned that word in network marketing to edify, to raise up on a pedestal. You know, usually you're edifying someone else or somebody like Oprah, for example. You just say that word and it's like, oh, you know, if, if I told you Oprah was coming to my house tonight, you know, you'd show up just so you could be there and say you met Oprah because she's so edified in the, the public eye. And so for us as business people to be able to edify, put ourselves on a pedestal a bit to, to be able to seen in a different, be seen in a different way is very, very powerful. It's so funny. Just in the last couple of days, I've, I've had a couple of experiences. I'm, I'm at Panera's the other day. I'm standing there ordering a coffee. The woman says, Hey, I like your belt. Cause I've, I always wear the same thing. It's branding. You know, when I give people my book and they see what I have on and they see what I have on, other than the very various different shirt, it's always the same look because yeah. it's my, I've even got these same shoes on right now, right? <laughs> yeah. So the thing is, is it's branding. And so this woman says, oh, I love your belt and I love your bling. And I said, um, and so I gave her my business card, which is a bookmark with mm -hmm. this on all consistently branded. And she just stood there and stared at me with her mouth open like she had just met Sandra Bullock or something. And she, and she actually said, hey, when you see Matt Damon, tell him I, I can't believe we have a celebrity in here. You know, but it's just so much fun to play with that. See, I help my clients with personal branding, mm -hmm. lead generating, and business networking strategy. 
So how are you being seen? How are you being received? Do people want to do business with you immediately just because of who you're being and the essence and the air that you're putting off? That's what I help people to do. And cause marketing is a huge part of that. doesn't have to be, but when you are doing something for someone else, when you're, I've got a client in New York City who is, um, does a mediation for divorced people and things yeah. like that. But I'm helping him to do success, uh, dress for success, dress for success, because he has a TV show, 130, excuse me, 360 degrees to success. But when he's doing cause marketing around dress for success, women see him differently. You know, he, he can talk to people in a very different way because what he's doing, a percentage of it goes here. He's doing an event for dress for success. So he's being seen as a celebrity in his area because of not just having a show, but how are you positioning it? How are you using that to your advantage so that people see you as a leader and just want to do business? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> Let's see. So, yeah. So building influence. This is what we've been talking about. Like short of having a book <laughs> or maybe being on TV, like how do you kind of help your clients through that process of, hey, we're going to build your influence up a little bit, you know, get you up to that next level. You know, Chris, everybody wants the magic pill. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what, what can I do right now? And there's so many things you can do right now. But one of the things is who are you being? Because if you're not confident, if you're not showing up with your shoulders back and looking a certain way, look, it, it, it's all in the, in the presentation and the posturing and the packaging of the product, which is you. <laughs> Right. So uh, one of my alliterations is we communicate mm-hmm. to conversate, to collaborate, to create the income influence and impact that we want to have. So how do we want to have an influence on people? Well, let's take a big step back. How are you communicating through your body language, through the words that you're using, through where are you going? How are you conversating with people? Are you walking in the room and just saying, hey, what do you do? Or are you being creative? Are you saying, hey, what projects are you working on right now? You know, are you showing up early and offering to volunteer, et cetera? So there's a lot of ways of being an influence. When I do, when, last night I'm at this event and I pull my phone out and I start doing Facebook Lives with people. Every event I go to, it blows my mind that even the people running the events have never done a Facebook Live. It's like, wait a minute, you're a leader. You're putting together networking events. You know, you're standing here and introducing people and you've never done a Facebook Live. It happens all the time. So how can people be an influence? They need to step into being, be the, when you be that, whatever that is you're wanting to be, when you be it, you will naturally do what that person would do. And then you will have what they will have It's be, do, have, as opposed to waiting. So to your point, no book, no TV show. Okay. People are waiting to have it. Well, Cammy, when I have my book, then I'll go speak and then I'll be successful, then I'll be happy, then I'll be influential. Switch it around. Be, be first. I'm the author of the forthcoming book, blah, 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 right? Yeah. You step into it, you own it, you be it. Because when you step into, I'm the author. I Look, this book just come out 15 months ago, came out in February last year. Yeah. I spoke hundreds of times before this book came out. I was doing cause marketing and all that thing for 10 years, 10, 15 years. So the thing is, is people want to be an influence, step into being that now. I'm the author of the forthcoming book. I'm a speaker on stages. When is your next opening? Like be it, then you'll do what you would need to do and you'll have what that person would have. 
Okay. I like it. Yeah. Cool. So I'm going to do a quick break here. We'll roll into our next segment. So everyone, hold on just a moment. If you run a business, then you know referrals are the way to go. Getting good referral costs you less money. Um, they're easier to convert, and they're better for your business long term um, as far as repeat customers and stuff like that. So reach out today at nhbusinessshow.com slash goldstar to join our referral network. Um, we currently are accepting applications for real estate agents, um, insurance brokers, you name it, mortgage, any industry. Um, these are industries that are actually really hard to find in sh- um, spots in, and we got some because we're pretty new. So reach out to nhbusinessshow.com slash goldstar and uh, get your spot in our referral club today. Kind of similar to the last question we were talking about being an influence, um, building an image. Because mm. there's probably a lot that goes into picking a good image, one that's right for your target market. <laughs> Do you have any tips for that? You know what? It, it, it needs to be right for your target market, but it needs to be right for you. Yeah. You have to own it and feel good in it. Example, for years and years and years, I was like, most people going around in different suits. I got my blue suit. I got my red suit. I got my white suit. My, you know, I'd go traveling and I'd have this big suitcase with all these different suits and all the. Of course, as a woman, now you got to have all the different shoes, and it was just a nightmare of bringing stuff and what do I wear, and physically it was uncomfortable. Pantyhose, this, that, and the other thing. And I watched all these guys. There was one man in particular that I won't even mention his name. He's very successful, and I'll go to a lot of his events, and he had on a blazer and jeans blazer and jeans everywhere he was at and I thought that would be so comfortable like that would be so <laughs> awesome to just be in a yeah. and so actually when I was when when the book was um, was getting ready to be published my publisher said we need we need an image of you standing up for the book so I'm in my in Miami and I get a hold of a photographer long story short I do this photo shoot and this is what I had on and I'm like hey I just, that's great. I'm just going to wear that. So everywhere I go now, I've got jeans. I've got some sort of blazer and a shirt. Now, this is my T-shirt, Fabulous Fierce and on Fire T-shirts that I have that I wear when I'm on a stage. But the fact is, I've branded myself, and it's so easy. It's so easy for me now. I literally travel with a backpack, two pairs of jeans, a blazer, and a couple of shirts, and I'm done. And so my image, uh, does it fit my people? Well, people now are much more laid back. We don't need the suit and tie as much as we did. We're we. I find that people are actually much more comfortable with me when I come in like like I am now mm-hmm. because it's still professional. Like you know, I don't have on you know I hate Mondays shirt. You know, <laughs> although I see a lot of people like that that are very successful because they got websites and all that kind of stuff. But um, but the thing is, is my image is clean and it's professional, but it's comfortable for me. You know, I've said for years and and other people say this too, it's not what you wear, it's how you wear it. It's how you feel in it. And so when somebody's thinking about their image, you know, for example, if somebody's a a fitness trainer, they don't need to wear a suit. They might need to wear some kind of really nice fitted, um, you know, jogging suit or something that, that fits their image of being a fitness trainer. They just want to, whatever it is that they're wearing, when they wear it, they need to own it. And people need to see them more than what they're really wearing. When people notice what I'm wearing, it's not because of what I'm wearing. It's how I'm wearing it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Don't let the clothes wear you. You wear mm-hmm. the clothes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> and, and and your clothes aren't aren't all about your image. Yeah. So your, your question was about image, not fashion. Mm-hmm. 
but image comes from the inside out and it, it 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 comes from the inside out but then on the outside okay great i feel confident i'm present i'm aware i'm awake like i'm actively listening i'm i'm engaged in life okay great that makes me feel like there's a certain thing that i want to project you know like i don't want to wear a pair of sweatpants and a ratty sleeping t-shirt when i go out like i want to look on the outside like i feel on the inside if that makes sense i feel confident i feel polished i feel like i am a contribution to the world i know when i'm working with a client i make a difference in their life and in their business and because I feel that way, because I know that, because I own it, I want that image to come out too. So that's that's the thing about image. Okay, pretty good. <clears throat> this one was more for me as far as steps go. So you have, like you said, you do your podcast on Fridays. Do you have, I guess, reaching out to guests? Because this is something me and some other people can kind of run into these issues where you're trying to fill time slots for your podcast <clears throat> and... That can be kind of tricky, <laughs> and especially reaching up a level. So maybe, you know, someone views the podcast as, oh, I don't, that's kind of down there for me. You know, how do you bring on clients of worth and quality and things like that? Well, Chris, such a loaded question. So much we could talk about. Because yeah. I was kind of asking you about that when I first got here. <laughs> um, once again, it's a mindset. Mm-hmm. It's a mindset. It's who you're being. So in just what you just said, you know, reaching up, I, you know, the podcast, they might look down on it. That's a mindset. Look, my fabulous fierce on fire on Fridays, there may be three people watching it live. I don't know. I, you know, I can't promise you that there's going to be a million people watching it. But when I reach out to someone, I own the fact that I have it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's not a TV. Although I am also hosting a TV show now with a friend of mine, um, um, the Happiness Jungle TV show with with Lindy Eldridge, but. Uh, and I and I help her with this too to reach out to be when you and my other client Jeff with his TV show, you have a TV show, you're less than a half of a half of a half of a percent of people who've ever been on TV, much less have a TV show and can own that and claim it. And so to be able to reach out to someone and say, hey, you know what? I've got a podcast. I've got a radio show. I've got a TV show. I'm looking for the right types of guests. I'd love to interview you and see if you qualify. Right. You don't want to say, hey, will you be on my show? It's more like, hey, let's see if you qualify to be on the show because there's a little bit more posture, (laughs) a little little bit more elevation in that. Right. And and when you are in that position of leadership, of authority, of credibility, people will see you differently. It's that whole edification thing. Like you said, people see someone on TV and they're automatically edified. Guess what? So are you. You're automatically edified. People will want to do business with you and they'll want to be on the show. So that I actually will reach out to people if it's on LinkedIn, just like you, right? Yeah. I get a, I get a little a little something on on uh, Facebook. I look at your profile. I see that you do a TV show. I reach out. Hey, I've got a show too. Let's let's swap stages. Let's yeah. share stages. So for you, that's perfect because you can actually Google or or look up. TV, radio, and that's what you want to do because when you want to level up, you want other people who have influence so that you share stages. Now you're on their stage, they're on your stage, but now, you know, you want to help the smallest entrepreneur too to get started, but the smallest entrepreneur might have 10 followers. Somebody like myself might have 10,000 followers. Other people have 100,000 followers. You want to get the movers and shakers in the seat so that they are sharing you with their people. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. 
like that. Mm-hmm. And that all comes from mingling. <laughs> well, it all comes from mingling. It all comes from being strategic. Yeah. Like thinking a few steps ahead. Mm-hmm. You know, when I talked to Lindy about her TV show, she had 50 episodes. And I said, well, what are you doing with the episodes? And she was like, well, I'm not really sure. We're, she just, she was like, like a horse with blinders on, just going to get the shows done, just going to get them aired, just going to get them shot. Okay, great. Well, now how are you using that? So for you, for example... How, I don't know. How many episodes have, episodes have you had? Uh, I think I just posted 70 this morning. 70. 70. 70. You could actually have a, um, a, 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 not customer appreciation, but a um, guest appreciation gathering. Mm-hmm. You can find a business in this area that will host this for free. You have a TV show. The TV show is going to have a guest appreciation dinner. They all come together and buy all 70 guests and tell them to bring somebody with them that is of influence. The best way to do business is to put people that you want to do business with in the room with people you have done business with and let them talk. Because the people who love you are going to talk to the people that you want to love you and they're going to love you too. So have that kind of appreciation dinner and they're going to bring 70 of their closest friends and now you've got all, all the people you need for the next however many episodes that you need. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Because when you talk about, well, I like the idea of the dinner too. Like that's that's gonna happen sometime. Uh, <laughs> but the being honest and being strategic. <clears throat> I think sometimes people think of all those plays as being you know dishonest or bad. But if you're just honest about it, you're like, no, I'm trying to grow my business too, and so you play it like the game is supposed to be played. Well, people love it when you're authentic. Yeah. I talk about my alcoholism because I'm I'm not ashamed of it. Look, I, thank you. Thank you, God, that I've had issues that I've been able to overcome so that I can help other people, even if it's not with alcohol, even with it, when it's about business and being seen and being afraid to get on, to, you know, to, to get on a stage, meaning to have a conversation with somebody. I've been able to overcome all that. Yeah. And so people love it when you're authentic. They love it when you're genuine. And when you just simply say, hey, listen, you know, and... Actually, I was going to do a Facebook Live while we, I was going to do Facebook Live while we were shooting this, yeah. Because I did that at Lindy's uh, studio, and when I did that, and I said, "Hey, who wants to be on TV?" And I'm going to do a Facebook Live before I leave today. Yeah. Who wants to be on TV? I'm going to promote you, you know, and people will see that, and so then they're they're going to want to come be on the show too. So so somebody like myself who's been in New Hampshire for 18 years and knows hundreds of business people here. You know, when when I promote this, you're going to get a lot more um, publicity as well. So yeah, which I appreciate. <laughs> okay, so how do people get a hold of you? Uh, reach out, get in, get in touch. Well, Chris, I am real. I'm raw. I'm relatable, <laughs> and I'm reachable. Mm. I'm reachable. It is amazing <laughs> to me how many business people don't have their phone number out there. Mm-hmm. Give out business cards without their phone number. They're on LinkedIn, but you can't contact them. They have a meetup group, but you can't send them a message. It's like, what is that? <laughs> so, and believe me, people aren't going to call you anyway. They're afraid of the phone. They're afraid. Guess what? This doesn't just text an email. You can hold it right here and you can make a call. So my number is 603-785-2598, Cami at CamiBaker.com. I'm always available. Facebook, LinkedIn, easy, easy to reach me. Most people won't, but the ones that do will definitely grow and benefit from it. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me on the show today. It's been a lot of fun. I learned a lot. You're welcome.
<laughs> and I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well so they can pick up a copy of it. Oh, and if they go to cammybaker.com forward slash free book, mm-hmm. you can get a free PDF of it. If you want a physical copy, it's 20 bucks. But I just want people to read it. cammybaker.com forward slash free book. Get a free copy. Awesome. Okay, again, thank you so much. And thank you all for watching. Uh, we're going to roll it to a quick word from our sponsors. And then uh, I'll see you guys on the next one. Head over to nhbusinessshow.com slash project quoting for all the industries that work outside. So we've got, you know, landscapers, pesticides, roofers, you know, snowplow drivers, even though it's not quite as snowy anymore. But if you work outside and you quote clients, give us a call. Check out our 14-day free trial. It'll so simplify your life.